Lawrence, welcome to Blowing Wind with the Great Southern Brain Fart, the podcast. <laughs> I'm ready to start blowing wind right anytime, Don. <laughs> you know, it's not often you you know you get to say like, hey, you know what? I got to blow wind with a rock legend. It's good. <laughs> well, that's great. Just just keep a book of matches handy, and we'll be fine. <laughs> Right. I love it. So well, well, it's so good to talk to you again. You too. You too. What much as much as happened since the last time we we conversed, and um, so let's get into it. It really has, and for the better, it seems, or for the greater, <laughs> yeah. for the for the greater good. If uh, I very, may, very good. Uh, you know, I, had, I know I had to work my pun in there, you know, because um, we'll go back to that later because um, okay. we have a, we have to address that. But uh, yeah. you know, uh, the last time we talked, you guys were launching the tour, the album. You <laughs> know, like everything was exciting. You were super excited about the album, and now that it's been uh, what ne- almost a year, I guess at this point, like. Looking back, coming up, on, yeah, 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 it's coming up real soon, right? So now that you've had time to kind of sit with it and like listen to it and kind of you know let it seep in, looking back on the mission, like, is there anything that you wish you would have done, you guys would have done differently, or do you still look at this and go, wow, that's that's like we hit it right on the head? <laughs> uh, you know. It, 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 the record still sounds really strong to me, so I guess I guess the answer to that is it's it, it's right the way it is. And and you know what's funny is uh, a couple of nights ago, just you know I'm flipping around Instagram before you know from about an hour before we go on stage, and mm-hmm. I, I saw these uh, three guitarists together that had taken the the end part of Key Dive, and they had they had figured out how to play it as a three part harmony thing. And just seeing that alone, I thought, well, this is obviously this is obviously getting through to people, and they're they're intrigued with it. And and you know, we feel like, although it, in June it will be one year since since the record was released, it right. does still feel like uh, I don't think we're in the same kind of window of you know short window of opportunity, so to speak, when you're um, when you're promoting a record. I think you can promote a new record for for a couple of years because as more and more people find out about it, it it's uh you know it, it digs in a little bit deeper and every night that we play a song from that album you know in our shows right. we see more and more you know pockets of of people in the audience that suddenly jump up and you know <laughs> kind of start almost like bragging rights you can see them like belting the words out in front of people around them who aren't familiar with the record yet so um, By the way, that was that was me when you guys opened with "Gone, Gone, Gone." <laughs> uh, was it really? Wow. Seriously, I was so I, I thought that was such a ballsy move because you know, again, like we talked, I think we talked about this the last time too. Is yeah, that there's this yeah. like fine line of especially a band who's been around as long as you guys yeah. have had and and, and yeah. have the massive catalog. There's this fine line of be, of, of mm-hmm. running like nostalgia act versus like, hey, guess what? We've got some new shit and it's just as good as the old stuff. And so to come out guns blazing with a new song, mm-hmm. you know, right off the bat was like, I thought it showed a lot of pride in the material. Well, we felt we felt like it, it, it's the right energetic note to sort of strike right off the top of the show. And then that that segued straight into uh, blue collar man. So you suddenly have got, you, you, you've got, you know, a, 
a piece from the legacy of the band, you know, butted right right up against something brand new, and that kind of uh, it, it, we're kind of letting people know that right off the bat is that we're we're a vibrant musical force, and the band always has been in all of its incarnations, and it's uh, it continues on, and. Um, yeah, well, thanks, thanks for being so effusive in your response. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like I said, I, I, I think what I, what I was so excited about, especially seeing you guys in concert, because you know, you know, um, again, it was, it was the first time I had ever seen you guys, you know, and I would, mm-hmm. you know, I grew up listening, and my father, who, you know, we talked about the last time, also was, yeah. was a huge yeah. fan, and like, so it really ran a muck of emotions for me watching that performance because. Like, like I haven't had a friend with me that night who, after the at the end of the show, he looked over at me and he goes, "If I wouldn't have seen that, I would have never believed you that that was <laughs> that that they could kick that much ass." You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I mean, like, and I was like, I was like, I was like, I was like, well, I don't know if that's an insult or a compliment, but like, I think that's cool that you figured that out. You know what I mean? But you know, you know it's cool. We are, you know. Tommy usually uh, on any given show he um, he does a quick little survey of the audience and asks how many people here have never seen Sticks before and you know when we're doing a multi band tour uh, obviously you've got you've got a lot of uh, like currently right now we're out with Don Felder the Eagles and uh, and Ario Speedwagon in, in, invariably there's going to be anywhere from a, a quarter of the audience to sometimes half the audience that have never seen a Sticks show right but by, but by the end of it they're um, their their acclimation is 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 pretty much is pretty thorough you know throughout the building because we kind of you know without with without sounding immodest we kind of know that we have what's going to grab an audience live and i mean we only it's it's not i i I don't want to make that sound like we're, we're bragging about it the band has always had that right from the beginning it's had something that connects with an audience when, when when you see them live, when I saw them live, I mean, I the way I got into the band was in 1997. I opened a show for them in in Montreal, and when I saw their show live, I did, I mean, I knew Sticks like anybody on the planet knows Sticks. But when I saw them live, I suddenly went, "Oh yeah, okay, uh-huh. <laughs> I, I get it now. Uh, this um, this is really exciting and." Man, I'd love to be in a band like this. That, I mean, those thoughts went through my head, and then two years later, I wound up in the band, and that's now you know I'm in my twentieth year at this point. But uh, it just felt like, yeah, this is uh, th- this has got some serious uh, uh, you know horsepower in it <laughs> as far as the uh, as far as the performance goes, and uh, people get swept up in it, and I see it, and I understand it because it it, it affected me that way too. Because it's really spectacular to see. Because, like I said, for for someone like me, who has never seen the band, who had never seen the band live, you know, right. like, like, you know, you, you, of course you expect certain things and you set your expectations. But like, mm-hmm. you know, like a, a good example was was uh, I've had a friend for the past like two years trying to convince me to to like get into Marillion and for some yeah. reason they just never clicked with me and I was just like I and she kept saying you got to go see them live they came through Atlanta I went and saw them live and it was exactly how you described it was like something just hit that I was like oh shit I get it now do you know what I mean yeah. and it's like and then you listen with a whole different set of ears and a whole different mindset once you've seen a band yeah. pull it off yeah. live yeah. that's you know, right 
because sometimes the album isn't their best representation. But on your part, I felt that the album was the new album was such a great representation. But live was even better. Do you know what I mean? Well, this is this is this is what happens with uh, you know. You've said a bunch of things there that I can comment on. One is that. I've had the experience of, uh, of knowing in my life that the greatest form of entertainment that I've ever encountered is a great live rock show. That's mm-hmm. just the best entertainment. I, 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 would, I usually say that, you know, I've seen a few Cirque du Soleil shows, and they are, they are fantastic, but they're a distant second when it comes to, you know, the kind of entertainment that stays with me long after I've witnessed it. And uh, with... I've had the same experience that you've had as far as I, rem- I remember in 1981, I, I signed my, my um, solo record deal with um, Columbia Records. That was in Canada. Right. And it's the day I signed, I said, oh, Billy Joel's playing here tonight. You know, he's playing in Toronto, where I'm from. And uh, they said, here, you know, here's a couple of tickets to the show. Well, I wasn't really, I was like, yeah, Billy Joel, you know, I'm, I'm an Elton guy. <laughs> I I, I don't really want to go to see Billy Joel. Well, I thought, nah, but the record company's going. I should, you know, they've offered me the tickets. I should go see him. And I know he's a great piano player, but I I don't know what his show is. Well, I was about three or four songs into it, and I was like, my jaw's on the floor, and I'm going, oh my God, I get this guy now. (laughs) Like, I understand what this guy can do on stage and why people are so in love with what he can do in a, in a, in a concert. And I, it, it just hit me. I love that feeling. I have to tell you though, I've had the opposite feeling. I won't mention with what acts, but I've had, when it does happen, it's incredibly disappointing. Just sometimes some acts, just everything you need from them happens when you listen to their record. You really don't need it anymore. Uh-huh. And some acts, it, it's the opposite. You, you, what you, you never feel like you're quite getting enough of it when you're listening to the records and you're, you know, you know on your own, you you feel like I, there's, there's something that I, I want more of this and I don't know what exactly it is. And then when you see them live, you find out, oh, that's what it was. That, that's what I needed. It was that extra dimension that suddenly it's it's almost like the, the third dimension of that act kicks in and you understand, you comprehend and you, you understand the mindset of what it is. So um, as I say, I've had the, I've had the similar experience. It really is, it's really fantastic when it happens. Yes, and like kind of like to to counter what you were just talking about about like when you have that opposite experience, like you yeah. know, you know, I like I remember being so excited to see Motley Crue when I was younger, and then okay. when, and, and I saw them and they were yeah. so bad. Well, I can mention names because it's <clears throat> me. So anyway, but anyway, yeah. but they were so bad. Like they were not okay. good, and it's not even <clears throat> a secret that it's not good because even Nikki Six in his own autobiography talks about. <laughs> some of those shows were terrible you know what i mean but like i just remember thinking like what a letdown you know like when you build something up in your head and then you hear it on the record and you you expect this and then you then you get the smoke and mirrors but you get like this performance it's just meh, you know and like i just remember thinking like wow is this is this what i've been waiting to see like, I would well, much rather well, go see Venom. It's, you know, I never saw Motley Crue live. I did, last year when the record came out, we did Nicky Six's um, radio show in, in L.A. And and he was great at that. So I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Maybe one day, maybe one day they'll put the show together in a way that uh, impresses 
more. I actually, I, I will mention one name, believe it or not, a band from the, the first time I saw them, they were, they opened for David Bowie and I was kind of, my expectations were pretty high because they'd had a bunch of, uh, a bunch of hits and it was uh -huh. Duran Duran. Oh yeah. Okay. And they were, they were not great live. Uh -huh. uh, they didn't seem to click. Then I saw them 10 years later. Uh, no, not even that. Maybe about seven years later, I saw them in England and, um, cause I was on, on the bill with a show with them there. 1998. Now I remember. And, Oh my God! They were they were like a they were like a brand new band. They had figured out whatever was lacking from their their live performance. They had suddenly they they had suddenly found it, and they found their. It just seemed like they needed all those years of touring to suddenly kick in with what their strength was in a, in a live arena. It was like seeing a completely different band. So that was that was really exciting to see. And I've had the same experience with the Rolling Stones. First time I saw them, I was kind of like, oh, I. I was a huge fan, and I thought, yeah, it was, it was, it was good. It was good, but it wasn't great. I saw them three years ago. It was great, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I saw and, that and tour too, and that was like one of the greatest that, things I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the guy going like, oh my god, this is like 25 years later. He's now, you know, Mick Jagger. I'm speaking of is now in his 70s. He's better than he was in his in his 50s, you know. So oh. <laughs> that's pretty great to see. I mean, like, I, I, I've, I've seen Alice Cooper over the past five years, maybe six years, mm -hmm. put on the best shows that he's put on in his career, you know? And yeah. so, like, it just Great. blows my mind, you know? And so, to kind of, like, harken back to you guys, though, it's that, you know, like, for someone who didn't have a whole lot to go on as far as seeing Sticks live, seeing mm -hmm. that first shit, that show made such an impression on me that... In some ways, and of course, I don't mean this in any disrespect to the other artists that you toured with, but you fucking blew them all away, basically. Mm. And I was just like, it, it, it just seemed like you guys were a little more rocking than the other ones. But like this new tour that's coming up with uh, Joan Jett and Tesla, like, yeah. like now, I looked at that lineup and I was like, Okay, now that's more like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, like, it could be. like from my perspective, I'm looking at it and I'm going, "Wow, like that could be really good." Because I don't know if you've seen Tesla ever or if you've seen them in the last oh, yeah. recently, but oh, they, yes. yeah. they are yeah. just killing it live. You yeah. know, they're, and, they're they're a great band. We 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 toured with Tesla a few years back. It was us and Yes and Tesla together, right? And it, it was great. We've no, we've we've played with those. Oh, us and uh, Def Leppard as well with Tesla, but you know, just great, just excellent. Actually, sorry, I'm I'm wrong. It was it was Tesla, Def Leppard, Sticks. Yeah, that's what it was. And that was. Okay, yeah, great yeah. tour, great tour. That was yeah. No, I love seeing those guys, and I've never seen Joan Jett live. I met her once, but I never got a chance to see her live, and I I. Uh, I've heard nothing but great things, so th I think this is going to be a. This is gonna, I'm looking forward to it like, uh, you know, as much as any fan out there, because I, I think it's going to be a great, um, a great pairing. I think it's going to be a, a definitely a, more of a rock show than 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 what like the last tour was. So, like, do you do you kind of feel like oh we need to like step up the A game a little more? <laughs> you know, what I mean? you like, know sure. Uh, of course we do. Yeah. Of course, I think that's part of what I think that's part of it's built into the DNA of of everyone who's ever been in sticks. There's something, you know, it's not like, uh, you know, you can't say that music is a competition. You know, it's not that. But there's there's there is 
an inspiring thing that happens when you see another act that's really strong. Uh, it, it, it kicks you in the ass to where it's like, how can we elevate this and make this, this even better? First of all, for ourselves, that's, that, that, that's the first audience we have to really <laughs> impress is us. Right. Because if we, if we, if we thoroughly think that we've got everything that it takes and, and we're not leaving anything, uh, you know, un, un you know, uh, untested, um, once we feel that way, you know, it, it really comes down to whether the audience gets it or, or doesn't get it. And fortunately, they seem to get it. Yeah, because one of the things is that, that I really, um, you know, again, to, to kind of talk about, like, with my dad, like, I remember my, like, my dad really loving that earlier progressive sound. And then when it yeah. kind of became more of like a, almost kind of a corporate pop rock kind of, you know, AOR kind <clears throat> of sound to it. Like, I just remember <clears throat> him going, oh, I can't hear, I can't listen to this. Oh, Mr. Robot, yeah. no. You know, but now all of a sudden it's almost like this lineup is kind of bringing it kind of back full circle again where, like, you know, um, you're bringing those progressive elements in, those more rock elements. And I was wondering, <clears throat> because I didn't ask you this the last time, was when you guys did that tour where you you did um the grand illusion and pieces of eight did did performing those albums every night kind of rekindle that again do you know what i mean like did did that play any influence into saying like wow this works really well like wouldn't it be great to kind of go back to that a little bit yeah there 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 were surprise that was my favorite kind of big step up so to speak we, i'd been in the band 11 years at the point where we did that it was a big step up to discover that there are some songs that i wasn't i didn't know if they would work live or not and to, to find out that they did because we really dug into them deep um was was a great revelation and it opened my mind up to to considering that there are other songs in the um in the history of the band that i think should have an airing and, and i think given the time that we've had between now and when those records came out, they may, you know, it's, it's almost cyclical. They, they become relevant again. You know, they, they, they somehow, they begin to resonate in a fresh way. The lyrics take on a nuance of meaning because enough time has passed. And, uh, and what I love seeing is the fact that younger and younger people keep gravitating toward them. And that's, 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 uh, a pretty special thing to see because people that weren't even born when these records came out suddenly find uh, something in the lyrics, something in the, in the melodic content that connects them to it. And they, they, it becomes a current thing. And when you put that alongside the, you know, the, the latest album that we've done with the mission, that's, um, that, that's really a gratifying thing. And quite honestly, it's just flat out inspiring. And maybe that's what we were referring to before. I, I don't think any of us foresaw that, you can play rock music better and better the older you get. You really can if you if you're you know it, it, as long as you stay on top of it. And we as, as we spoke about, we've seen bands do that. And I think that's I think that's what we're trying to do. We're somehow trying to to take all the experience that we've had as as performers and musicians in our lives and make sure that all of that is on stage every night. That none of that is being left you know, to, to kind of wither and, and, and die away, but instead be built upon. Right. See, and what I love about that, too, is because, similar to what you just said, is that, you know, 
even at my age, you know, you know, let's see, I'll be 45 this year. A lot of the bands that I grew up listening to as a teenager, you know, some of them that are still around, like I can sometimes see some of these bands and I go, oh God, it's so, like, God, they've lost their way, you know, yeah. like, or, or like they've, they've kind of gone off onto this other path, never to mm. return. But then every mm. now and then, like a band will surprise you, you know, like, you know, I mean, like Iron Maiden did that, Judas Priest did that, you know, where they all kind of went into this weird place. And then all of a sudden, next thing I knew in my 40s, I was like, holy shit, this is like, I feel like I'm 15 again. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like they recaptured yeah. it with like a new yeah. energy. So yeah. like that must be exciting for you guys, like you said, as a band to be up there and to feel like, wow, we're we're, we're, we're not like hobbling up here on our canes here like you know we're like know. able to really bring it you know no i think i think the i think what all bands go through a period of uh i guess we'll call it lethargy or something or maybe it's uh maybe a complacent thing if if someone in that band or one or two members suddenly kind of step up or point out that 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 things are going awry, you know, uh -huh. it, it comes down to, well, this is either the time that we break up or lean into it harder. So as you said, you know, I, I, you know, I, I hear the same thing about Judas Priest out there and how, how they're kicking it harder than ever. Um, I think that's, I think that's a great thing to have happen is, you know, uh, not to, not to let the music kind of, um, this is going to sound weird, but just say it's kind of taking it seriously, so to speak. And I mean, it right. sounds it sounds like an over an overstatement because it's rock music, and is it that serious a thing? Well, it it has been around on the planet now for over half a, half a century. It uh -huh. it has it has had a profound effect upon millions and millions of people around the world. So yeah, you probably should take it pretty seriously. I mean, you know, you don't get. You don't get orchestras getting up on stage and playing their Beethoven and Tchaikovsky stuff and going, ah, you know, this is old. This, you know, we'll just rip through it and, and get out of here. Right. They, <laughs> yeah. they, they, they engage in it as the as the great thing that it is because it's it's lasted, so it's proven itself with the with the ultimate test, which is did it stand the test of time? You know, has it remained around? And and I think in some bands you begin to realize, no, this is really this was really well done. Why don't we do it really well? You know, <laughs> right? So, Especially if I you did I, it really well yeah. to begin to to start out with, you know? Yeah, like, you exactly. know. So, so I think I think I'm in a band with like-minded people where we have we have everyone's eyes on that. Nobody wants to to, to be the the one who lets that uh, who lets that fall in any way. You know, it's funny because I remember I was talking to. Um, Oh, who was I was talking to? Jeff Tate, um, from yeah. formerly of Queensryche. And yeah. um, I had a really great conversation with him last year. And um, I had asked him about the song Silent Lucidity, which he plays at every performance, you know? And yeah. that kind yeah. of became his comfortably numb of sorts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, right. and, yeah. I, and I asked him, I said, I said, you know, every time I've heard you sing that song, I've never seen you phone it in. Like what? And he was like, because I always go into that song thing, re reminding myself that someone in the room is going to be hearing this live for the first time. Yeah. Good. So it always needs to be like it was the first time I'm singing it. And I thought that that was such a brilliant attitude to have, you know, like especially... Yeah. When I hear bands, and then another thing he said that one night he said he says and never apologize to an audience for oh, playing God, no. a song, 
Never. Uh, he was I've like, heard, I've, he, heard, I've heard people do that, and it's so it's so disappointing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, he's he's absolutely right. Jeff is 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 absolutely right about that. I I look at it like you know because I'll be asked that question occasionally. Someone will ask me, um, you know, do you ever get tired of playing? You know, certain songs live. Do you ever get tired of playing? Okay, so they'll mention, say, for example, with Sticks, it'll be Come Sail Away. Right. You know, quite honestly. I'm thinking, well, no, because I don't get tired of it because the song is so well put together. It's well composed. It's 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 got a great legacy to it. But what's important to me on the day is that the song takes on a nuance of meaning Every day, is, it's a little bit different. It's like, and the best thing, way I can describe it is say, it's like looking at one of your favorite paintings. You know, every time you look at it, you don't get bored of looking at it. You look at it in something new, something you reflect upon it in a, in a, in a fresh way every day because you've had that tiny little bit more of life experience, and you're 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 in a new setting with a new uh, with with new people, or even if it's the old people, it doesn't matter. They've 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 grown to this point, and if that painting still still resonates with you, you're going to you're going to see something in it that's more relevant today than ever. And I look at upon playing the same song over as another opportunity to do to do that, to reengage with the song and 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 make it fresh and meaningful to that day. Oh yeah, because I mean, like when I when I heard you guys do that last summer, I just remember feeling like. You know, like, I got goosebumps. Like, I never got listening to it on the radio or when I heard it, but right. hearing it live, it was just like, wow, this is so cool. Mm. You know, like, yeah. again, yeah. it was one of those moments where I was like, dude, my dad would love this. Just, you know, yeah. just the presentation of it all. You know, and right. speaking of the live presentation, um, going into this tour this summer, are we going to get some different tracks and... I, and I, you know, I'm going to bug the hell out of you about adding uh-huh. in the greater good. Um, right. And if I, if you have to, just give me JY's personal phone number, and I'll call him and just be like, "Dude, okay, you, you got to put <laughs> it in the set, man." So, but well, I, I can tell you this: we we are fleshing out the whole mission album because it's our intention that at some point, perhaps perhaps toward the end of this year, we we would like to play as much of the, if not the entire record. In, in concert, so we we've worked up the greater good, and it's ready to go. But there's going to be, there. I will I will just say this: there will be one or two surprises that people are probably not expecting that will wind up in this summer tour. Having said that, you know, three or four shows in, we may look at it and kind of go, "Oh no!" Instead of this one, let's play this one. So we are preparing some some new stuff, some and a couple of things from the. Uh, from the history of sticks that, that will surprise people. And that's as far as I'm going to go down, no matter how hard you try to pry it out of me. <laughs> oh, see, now that's, that's the metal coming out of you there, man. That's the metal <laughs> attitude right there. <laughs> I said, damn, yeah, sure. damn it, Lawrence, greater good yeah. in Atlanta. Dog ear that one for me. <laughs> you know? God. We, we have, we have rehearsed it. And I, I, I got to say, it does sound pretty strong. So I'm, I'm looking forward to when that does make its way in. Yeah, because I was re- I was listening to that I-, I was listening to that album today when that song came on. That was one of the first things that I thought. I was like I was like you know this would just be stellar live. You know just to hear that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So what? So we've talked about sticks. The last time we also talked, you had some Gowan stuff that you were working I do. on. So I do, and I still do. 
<laughs> tell me about this because I'll tell you what. When I got off the phone with you, I went and did some exploring myself and started, you know, listening to some of your Gowan material. And right. I, one of the things I loved about it was that there's a significant difference between the style of music that Styx does and Gowan, but yet it's still kind of like it works very well. But yeah. your, your solo material is incredible, like it's very strong, you know. Well, thanks. I okay. So prior to joining Sticks, and thank you by the way for investigating that. I really I, I appreciate that. Prior to joining Sticks, I, I my records were never released in the United States, and it's funny. I saw <laughs> I saw Fred Armisen. I just saw his latest stand-up thing yesterday. It's called Stand Up for Drummers. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> Yeah. It's really funny. He goes, one part one part in it, he says, I've never gone to another country, and like in Italy or something, he uses that as an example. And you, you go to a concert, and you, you've never heard of this person, and there's thousands of people freaking out. And you, you just want to say to them, hey, you're you're all getting excited about nothing. Nobody <laughs> knows this guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very Fred Armisen. Oh God, he's one of my favorites. Anyway, um, that kind of well is that you? I, 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 well, that was kind of me. That's kind of me. Not, 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 not in Italy, but in Canada. I was watching with God. We're both cracking up because I'm like, yeah. That Fred Armisen came and saw me in Canada. That, that's probably what he'd be thinking. What is what's wrong with you people? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. But you know, so yeah, so in in Canada, my records did really well. They they were like, I have a couple of double and even a triple platinum album and a, and a gold single and the greatest hits album. So people they know my material there. Um, the the other great thing, you know, it, it, and you want to speak in a more international way. It's that, you know, the players on my records were like. Uh, Peter Gabriel's band, you know, Tony Levin and Jerry Murata, who are, you know, these, you know legendary players. Mm -hmm. uh, also, Alex Lifeson from Rush plays guitar on one whole album of mine. Also, John Anderson from Yes, and I can go on. There's like been a lot of great, you know, uh, legendary players that played on my albums, and so I really had a uh, you know a, a, an excellent run as a, as a solo artist, and I play. You know, like every year I play nine, nine or ten solo shows when when the sticks, um, you know, run of shows is done. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, the, the material I did, I'll say in the eighties particularly, was was very influenced by um, progressive rock bands. We'll call them prog rock, but but at the same time, there's there's other elements in there. There's there's elements of glam and elements of uh, you know piano rock as far as Queen and Elton goes, and th those influences that were in there, but they were kind of filtered into an '80s um, what do you call it uh, mentality. In in that, so much of that material had to, it had to get on television because in the '80s, if you weren't on TV, you weren't on the radio. You see, right? So it had it had they had to be kind of squeezed down into these um shorter bursts of of you know basically if you want to categorize it was 80s pop rock right. but there were progressive rock elements in there that were kind of squeezed in and that's part of why those players uh you know did so well when they when they they understood the material but um but i think like for someone like yourself when you hear my stuff you'll go 
it's not like sticks, and yet I can hear it kind of fitting with them. And that, and that's kind of what, when Tommy Shaw heard me play, uh, you know, they'd heard my stuff when they came to Canada, but when we did the shows together, he heard them and then he realized, well, like A Criminal Mind, that song in particular, he went, right. that could easily be, that could quickly and easily be a stick song. And so we, we've done that on a couple of live albums, and we play it quite often every year. And I, I can tell you, when we play that song in Canada, it's it's a it's it's quite a moment because people there know know the song so well and then to hear sticks play it it's like yeah it's this extra dimension that's added to it so and the rest of the band is like why are they cheering yeah (laughs) don't don't they know this is nothing don't they know this is nothing why are they cheering for this song oh jesus that's that that beautiful that's that beautiful american attitude you're so known for You know, it's really funny because running this site for so long and like discovering that so many of my favorite bands are European, you know, like lots of lots of Swedish bands and everything. And, you know, like when I when I first discovered, you know, the band Graveyard and I heard how big they were over in Sweden and how good they they were playing like these huge festivals when they came over to the States, I was sure like. Oh my God! I better get my tickets before it sells out. And I remember the first yeah. time I saw them, there was like seventy-five people in the room, and I'm going, "Yeah, yeah. I just watched them on YouTube play to seventy-five thousand people." <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Like, yeah, yeah they play is, to seventy-five. You know, this is the thing. This is this is where the this is where the marketing of, of music and the music industry <laughs> comes into the equation. But uh, anyway, yeah, that uh, that that does happen. I think we had that. We were discussing a couple of those acts the last time you and I spoke. I know that um, one of my favorite acts is from uh, is Norwegian, Dimu Borgir. Yes, and, yes. Uh, they they just came out with a with a new record. Sounds pretty uh-huh. slamming too. But again, you know they're 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 massive in Europe, and uh, people here don't know enough about them. Which you know that's kind of great. I love I love when I discover bands that are. That's, that nobody else knows about because then you know it's, it, the world's less and less like that now when you when you do make those discoveries they, they they're meaningful i like it you know I, yeah i just i just did an interview with the lead singer for uh the new jersey bass band called monster magnet um and <laughs> they've been out for you know decades and you know they're kind of like that kind of stoner psych rock kind of thing and yep. one of the things he was saying was that you know that the this scope of music tends to be like you're either like riding high at the top or you're like the nothing down at the bottom but it, it's <laughs> but it's that middle section where the all these bands float that is where like some of the greatest stuff you'll ever hear is because mm-hmm. it's like they're better than the bottom, but they'll never reach the top. But they're just floating in their own little bubble down there in the middle, you know. And he yeah. was like, "So it's yeah. like you got to dig below the surface just far enough to hit it, and then you just there's like this like vortex that opens with just all this great music in it, you know." Yeah, and not no, but I I sometimes this is you uh, shouldn't admit to this, but sometimes when I find those bands, if they wind up becoming really in the next couple of years like super popular. It's happened, right? Yeah. I, I'm I'm a little disappointed. I'm like, ah, oh, damn, I, they, they were mine. 
<laughs> you know, that's interesting because, like, I, I feel like, the, the, see, again, this is where I feel like you and I bond on something like this, is that, like, as a, as a music fan, like, you always find these, you know, you know, like, to me, that, like, that was how it was, like, with Graveyard. Like, Graveyard was, like, my mm. band. And then they yeah. started coming to the States more and more and selling yeah. out the shows and stuff. And, you know, luckily, I became friends with the guys, so I always have a way in. But, you know, it's like, but, yeah. but it was like, oh, my God, like, now everybody's in on it but it's like i kind of liked it when you guys were like my little secret you know and my little band you know i know you're you're kind of torn because you're you're happy for their success you're like you see i told you world Uh uh-huh exactly so i I was right now can i have them back please (laughs) it's like i told you world now back away you know, yeah, go, go home. Go find another band to ruin for me later. You know, what I mean, but, but so, but anyway, so, what, so, what I was going to ask you about your solo stuff. So, is it? So, I mean, like, are are there plans to record another album? Like, I mean, yeah. are, oh, there are, and I, I, I have, I have an album that's just about ready to go. It's very hard. You see, when you're, when you, it's, it's a great problem that I have in my life. Is that you know. <laughs> being part of sticks and it's you Playing know the creative music. On, yeah <laughs> the ongoing thing there just aren't enough days in the year um you know to to, to really do it all but when i go home on a, on a even a, the briefest of breaks mm-hmm. uh, luckily i have a great producer that uh, is in toronto and and uh he keeps his eye on the ball and we kind of we keep moving it forward a little bit more and a little bit more and the artwork gets better so at some point don you and i are going to have a conversation about it about a new gallon record but it that won't take place today well i can't wait though because i guess i would love to I, I love the fact that I, I i become connected with artists that have multiple facets to them you know what i mean like you know obviously sticks being the facet that that's part of you today you know but then that you've got a, a soul a whole other you know mr hyde out there you know what i mean that's like oh, honestly that's that's part of what makes the band so strong is like like you know each each member of the band ha- has they re- we really live two lives. We have the band life, but it's the, the reason the band life is so strong is because we we bring different um, not just our instrument <laughs> what instrument play, but but different musical experience. So, for example, you know, not not a lot of people would know uh, perhaps, but some th- those who do are like love it. Tommy Shaw did a. Um, a complete bluegrass record about five years ago. Right. And it's amazing when people discover it, they're like, Oh my God, this is so good. I mean, my brother even came to me last, about a week ago and said, you listen to Tommy's bluegrass record, how good it is. Because I can't stop listening to it. And you see, like, as a, that's something that, that he brings into the, into the circle that, that people probably wouldn't expect. Another good example is that, you know, Ricky Phillips, he, he produced the, 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 um, the new Ronnie Montrose record will be his last album, I suppose, because it was made up of comprised of material that he left before he, uh, before he died. Right, right. And, and Ricky did that. And so that, that kind of, again, that's another phenomenal thing. That's part of this band is that, that he's able to do that on the side, so to speak, and, and bring all of that into the, into the thing. And then of course you've got with Todd, you know, you've got these these massive drum clinics that he does around the world, and and those those are I, I would recommend to anyone if if Todd Zuckerman is coming around and doing a drum clinic, go see it. If it doesn't matter, you don't have to be a drummer. Mm-hmm. That's that's a spectacular musical 
um, journey that he takes you on over over the course of a couple of hours that you're just not expecting. And then when you put all of those things together, you know, J.Y. had a great solo career and and, you know, Chuck's mostly connected to the band, but he does all kinds of other things outside the band that we hear about when he, once he comes back into the, into the fold. All of these things contribute to how strong it is. And they really, they may seem like secondary factors to, to the, to, to what sticks is, but they really are important ingredients in the, in the overall, um, recipe. If I can use, turn this into a cooking show. <laughs> No, no, but you're, you're, you're so, I, I totally get that because it's it's also one of those things that probably keeps you from just wringing each other's necks and like getting tired of 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 doing the same thing because yeah. you do have those, you know. I mean, and I'm like you. I don't like to call them secondary projects, but I mean, you know, it's like even outside of my own band, you know, like yeah. I like to do different things. I like to, yeah. you know, work with like other vocalists, and I like to, you mm-hmm. know, do, you know, you know, like last year I did a folk EP of all metal covers. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So like Perfect. I, I like to, you, you know, but what that does is that that keeps things when I'm with my band from, you know, it, it, it's almost like okay, I've got this release of doing other things that I don't have to feel so pent up in the band that that's like, right. I'm stuck doing one thing, you know? Yep. And that's so- right. It's, it, 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 it is important. You know I mean? It's, it, it can actually help so much about keeping the band together and keeping everyone, you know, musically feeling satisfied and creatively uh, engaged, you know? So, you know, one of the things also I want to ask you is that like with the, with the touring lineups, they've been so strong over the past few years. Um, are there any bands that you haven't played with yet that you're like, you know, we should make that happen? You know, I do, I do think about that. And I, I you know, I, and some of them are, are my favorite acts. And then sometimes I think, I don't, I, I, I don't know what it would, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want to kind of, um, that's nah, that's too long an answer. Yes, there are lots of acts out there that I'd love to tour with. <laughs> you, sure, you, love... can, you can give the long answer, but I'm sure Demo Burger wouldn't be one that your fan yeah, base would understand. That's, 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 <laughs> what I, that's what I mean. I mean, I'd love to go out with them and kind of go, but yeah, it would be completely like for, for Sticks fans to be like, huh. And for Demo Borger fans to be like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it would be the Actually, most. I, I would cover know, that audience. That would be the most interesting show of all time. Uh, I'll tell you something. You know what? It I wouldn't I wouldn't discount it entirely because it would never happen in America. I'll, I'll use the word never. Oh, yeah. However, we've played a couple of times at the Sweden Rock Festival. Twice we've done that there, where we're on the bill with bands that we would never normally be on the bill with, and it's amazing how great it goes over because the variety that it kind of challenges the audience with. And there's you know thirty or forty thousand people there. They have usually two or three stages, and they kind of revolve. You know, this band, this band. Basically, the audience just has to turn around. And face the next stage, and face the, you know, right. it, it's pretty incredible. We we were on the bill with. I think the last time we were there was we were with Ozzy Osbourne, and I think Motorhead was before us. That was before Lemmy died. You see, that wouldn't that wouldn't happen here, you know. And if I know Lemmy, Lemmy, Lemmy was like, I love sticks. You guys are yeah, great. exactly. It was kind of it was. It seemed like well, this isn't going to work. And then you look out and it's oh my god, did that ever work? The audience is like. They don't know what to expect next. It's almost like putting a country act with a symphony orchestra or something. It was just like, well, you know, if it's really good music, it can still work. But it, it's just not in the in the it's 
it's not in the cards for here yet. Maybe it will happen at some point. But um, anyway, so yes, if if that ever happens, then yeah, maybe one day we'll be on the same bill with with Paul McCartney and uh, uh, you know. Um, let me think now. Ringo and his all-star band, the Rolling Stones, and maybe Tame Impala and Dima Border, all in one, all in one <laughs> giant bank stew. <laughs> and then at the end, you can all do like a like a like a jam of like a little help for my friends. <laughs> That'd be great. That would be pretty special. You know, it's funny because I had a friend of mine who actually was at uh, I think it was he was at one of the Sweden Rock Fests that you guys played at, and he said there was, oh. or, and I can't remember what year that was, but he said it was great. nothing was funnier than seeing like a bunch of denim clad. Like spiked bracelet people singing along yeah. to "Come Sail Away" That's with their right. fists That's... in the air. <laughs> we, the first time we did it, we were shocked. We were shocked and, and loved it. And and the second time, we were kind of like, yeah, we we already know how this works, mm-hmm. and it just did. So there you have it. Well, you know, I mean, you know, we and we talked about that. You know, something about metal audiences, especially hard rock metal audiences, you know, is that. You know, we're a pretty well versed group of people. Like, you know, we weren't born into the womb. You know, we didn't come from the womb and, you know, yeah. we slapped a Slayer records. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, we were, right. you know, we, I mean, most, most kids my age, we, I mean, we, we, yeah, we, we heard Sticks and, you know, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young and yep, all this, yep. you know. No, there's so, there are so many misconceptions about a metal audience that, that people, uh, it, it's quite a revelation when once you once you you know get past the surface of of the the veneer just just how well versed uh, so many of them are in all kinds of genres of music and and how knowledgeable they are about things and uh, yeah you just it, it's great that you you misread their intentions so much and that's why I kind of really enjoyed you know I love getting in the middle of those audiences and thinking you know I know you know I'm. On the surface, I think you want to beat me up, but inside, I'm going to find out that you're really like, hey, great to have you here. I still think my favorite story from the last time we talked was when you talked about how uh, Carrie King, or you were backstage yeah. at a Slayer show, yeah. and Carrie yeah. was like, that was a great yeah. show, can't wait to see yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. That was excellent. Actually, I'm looking forward to seeing them again. Their show was fantastic, but... But I yeah, only, and it was. I could only imagine both, the Slayer fans' faces backstage when they're like, "Huh?" <laughs> it was even. There was a, another one that night. Actually, it surprised me. It was Go, Gojira. They were uh, on that bill as well. Same thing. Went and met those guys, and yeah, it was. It was really, really pretty fantastic. How, but they're they're so music. It's almost like maybe they wouldn't like me saying it, but they're kind of like progressive rock musicians. The real in that they're such muso heads, and they all play so well. But that's that's the um, that that's the part of that that whole world that that really, when once you once you you know address or once you notice that you begin to think of them in a completely different light and you begin to listen to it with a much more um, you know you lean into it a lot harder. You really do, and I always think about that too. Is that like you know even. You know, like I said, even at 44, like I still get excited when I hear a band, even if it's a band that's been out for 10 years or so that I never even knew existed. If I hear them like, right. you know, it's it's always just about the music. Like I'm such a, you know, you know, there's audio files like I call myself a music file, you know, like I'm I'm like, yeah. I am so right. into just music that, yeah. you know, if, if I hear something interesting that's good, it doesn't 
it doesn't phase me what it is. It's just no. You know, if if it if it draws me in in some form, one way or another, like it's exciting. You know. Yeah. Well. Well. That's that's great. I mean that. that that's why I like talking to you. You're like you're like an evangelist for for what music can do to people. And I, I, I it's, in my life, I've witnessed I've witnessed phenomenal things that it can do. You know, just phenomenal things. And I've also witnessed that that when people let that go from their lives or, or don't engage with it, they they suffer. <laughs> they, they suffer a, a great loss to their to their existence on the planet. And so that's why, you know, keep pushing it. Oh yeah, yeah. So, well, without you know, so to wind down here, like, what are you looking forward to the most getting out this summer? You know. Well, what am I looking forward to the most? Yeah. Just, just continuing to do this is really, you know, towards the end of the night. At now, I, I, I mentioned the fact this band has existed for so many decades because people are so in love with it, and you know, I'm it's our hope that if they if we if we can hang on to them for long enough we'll, we'll do this until we're done <laughs> you know that's really it so that that's what i'm looking forward to is not just not being done yet like we might get the sticks on wheels tour like where they all just wheel you guys out you just play you know <laughs> like... uh, you know those kinds of jokes are very uh, they're beneath you don <laughs> <laughs> but hey you know what though but something tells me that even if that was to happen you would have like a yeah. rising platform still exactly. that would like revolve oh, it, <laughs> it, it, I will have, my wheels they'll, they'll, they'll be like a spiked chariot like in Ben-Hur or something like that so believe me you'll be impressed if it comes to that <laughs> so now the joke is above me now okay so now now, now I, I've brought it back up so, so you'll be I'll, impressed I'll be really good <laughs> You'll, you'll be impressed. There's going to be awe. It's going to be a, a like an incredibly souped-up motor. Maybe a, I don't know. Maybe a rocket thing. Uh, bombs. All kinds of stuff going on. <laughs> well, so my final question for you, and this is something that I've had a lot of conversations with a lot of different musicians with, with a lot of different answers, and there, you know, and of course I don't want to mention names of certain bands, but. Some bands seem to be kind of reaching a point now where, like, you hear their live performances. Actually, I'm sorry. I'm going to mention them. Kiss. I'm a huge Kiss fan. Born and bred. You know? And when I have heard some of Paul's most recent performances, it's clear that, like, like his voice has just deteriorated so badly that it's like it's like why are you keeping doing this from your perspective and this isn't about kiss in general this is just about music in general and maybe even yourself like do you feel like that there is a point where you just as an artist need to say okay it's time to stop before it before i feel like i'm just not giving the audience what they should be getting yeah, I think I think that's fair to say. Except, here's 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 what's interesting about that. Except that often it, it comes down to a, a physical thing that may be wrong with you. You know, like so. You know, your voice can go through all kinds of changes. There can be there are medical issues that can sometimes get in the way. If you if you can get in front of that medical issue, or if you find it, you can find some way to resolve it. Um, you might suddenly bring your game back again, so to speak. So, I mean, uh-huh. I, and that, that may be, 
part of what we were referring to earlier on where some bands go through a lull period where you, you feel like, well, some, something's off here. I, I think sometimes it can, it can simply be a physical impairment that, that's in the way. And once that's dealt with, if it can be dealt with, uh, the band can resurge again. So, I mean, I, I've only seen Kiss once, and it was about uh, maybe 10 or actually more like 15 years ago. Right. And it was a really strong show. And I haven't, I've never, I haven't seen them since, but, uh, you know, I know that, 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 that they continue on and they're, they're probably going through, we, we go through those, those challenges as well, but we find ways of, uh, you know, getting around them. I, I, earlier on this year, I lost my voice for two nights straight in Las Vegas. Just, it was horrible. Uh. And yet the show went over really well because the rest of the band kind of, we found a way to, to, to make it work, but it was, it was really horrible from the stage perspective, but the audience loved it, which I guess doesn't say much about my singing, but the, the, (laughs) the, it was a, there was a great response. There was a great spirit in the room. We were able to generate that in despite the, uh, the, 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 the drawback. So, I mean, you can do that for a limited amount of time, but overall, if you want to, if you want to keep doing this, you do have to keep yourself kind of physically able to do it before something gets in the way. Like if you, if you, if you suddenly get debilitating arthritis or something, you're going to find playing your instrument is impossible. And then, yeah, life basically tapped you on the shoulder and said, you're, you're, you know, you're out. <laughs> right. <I laughs> Sadly. Mean, it's kind of what happened no. with Rush, right? I mean, like, you know, poor per- Neil Peart's got, you know, mm-hmm. arthritis and, you know, you know, you know, license think- got issues with his fingers. And like, those guys were just like, all right, you know what? This is it. Let's go out on top. <laughs> you know, well, like, they, and and, ma- and that's, that's a great way. That's a great way to do it. You know, mm-hmm. that's a great way to do it. They, they, uh, yeah, these things can happen, but you know, hey, look, maybe five years from now, they'll find some great cure. This is uh, this is kind of what I'm referring to is what what can be a debilitating problem today. Five years from now, they may find some some great solution to it. You know, I remember, I remember when I, uh, you know, when I was only in my twenties, for example. Believe it or not, I was so I, I used to be so. Um, my anxiety about being able to hang on to a life in music was had risen to such a level that I got these ulcers in uh-huh. my stomach. And the doctor at the time said, you're going to have to consider doing something else. I said, I, 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 there's nothing else I can do. You just this gave me just, another it, ulcer. Stop it. Yeah, yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, doc. You're of no use to me whatsoever. About two years after that, they discovered something about stomach ulcers that they'd never known before. And you, you go through this 30-day program etc and i did that they disappeared entirely so the, you know had i listened to the first guy and he you know i something you know i, I don't know if i'd be talking to you today so. right <laughs> but, right but luckily so let's let's hope that you know okay. people are able to extend at least their their careers and keep performing at a high level for as long as the gods of rock smile upon us <laughs> man i think that is one of the most positive answers to that question that i've gotten because again mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to turn to you and say, you're the evangelical now of, (laughs) because... A little bit. Because that really is, because it's something like, you know, I mean, you know, if if I was Paul Stanley, I wouldn't want to give up. Jesus Christ, I'd want to be on that stage yeah. every night. Even yeah, if why I, should you know, yeah. like, I mean, how much yeah. fun is that? You know what I mean? Yeah, well, like, sure. You know, why, like, why, why should he, he you know, he, like, like, like every other human being, 
I mean, I know he's not really human. He's the star child, and he's he's from another planet. But I mean, if there's a if if there's any human element that's gotten into his DNA, uh, he may just be have an issue that he's going to deal with, and he'll be back to being great again, hopefully. So let's let's hope for that. Yeah, maybe his talisman is just tarnished. It just needs cleaning. You know, it needs some buffing. It needs to be buffed. It does. It needs to be buffed. That damn yeah. Phantom of the Park has come back. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, All right. Well, Lawrence, thank you so much for doing this today, and I'm looking forward to seeing you out on the road and seeing yeah. you here in Atlanta. And um, hopefully, yeah. uh, uh, I'll get my request. If not, I won't hold it against you. But um, okay. Well, don't, don't worry. If you don't get it this time, you'll get it the next time. But but looking forward to seeing you again, Don, and all the best. And uh, we'll see you in Atlanta. And it's. Sticks, Joan Jett, and Tesla. That's this summer. That's going to be so much fun. The mission continues. Can't wait. Well, thanks again for calling in, Lawrence. It was great to talk to you again. Great to talk to you, Don. All the best, and keep... May all your farts be from your brain. (laughs) My wife would love it if that would really happen, so, you know. Yeah. (laughs) You you take care. Cheers. Bye now. Bye.